0: Hi, guys. I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode of our Kardashian bonus show. Hey, Jewel. I am. What an absolutely
1: rogue week. I couldn't agree more.
0: <laughs> so as you guys know, our regular Monday episode, we basically treated as a full-blown dissection of all things Courtney and Travis's engagement, which felt very necessary. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But we decided for the Kardashian bonus show, instead of doing an old episode, we kind of just wanted to touch on some Kardashian news subjects that are happening that we didn't get to talk about on Monday. So how are you feeling about that decision?
1: I feel amazing about that. I mean, it felt like a very Kardashian-heavy week, both because of Courtney's engagement and also other news, But on top of all of that, it's Kim's 41st birthday as we're recording this. So I think it would feel very sacrilegious to not be recording a news-based episode right now.
0: Absolutely. And to be honest with you, full disclosure, there's a part of me that feels like we may be screwing ourselves for Monday's episode in case nothing else transpires this weekend. But I think that enough will happen where we won't feel like we're taking too much content
1: away from Monday. I think we're going to be okay. I feel good about it. Yeah. You know,
0: I kind of wanted to start out with Kim's birthday. And there's a lot of different things to discuss. I know, you know, event wise, that's not really what we're getting into, but I want to talk specifically about the Chloe aspect because two weeks ago, or whenever Kim was on SNL, one of our discussion points that we really spent a solid amount of time on was the way that Chloe is so outwardly supportive of Kim. And Listen, social media is not always a clear reflection of that by any means, but in Chloe's case specifically, I do feel that her social media really does reflect that constant support and admiration and love for Kim. And, you know, it was evident in her SNL post. Chris then echoed our sentiments basically in her post. And then you saw it in her birthday post to Kim. It was very, very clear the way in which she views her.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I totally agree in the sense that I think that not... Everybody has the capability of expressing themselves quite in the way that Chloe does on social media. So I don't think it's a fair reflection to compare to the others. But I will say that I think, as we've spoken about many, many times in the past, we are seeing this relationship between Kim and Chloe really continue to have a very special place in the family. And Chloe's support of Kim during SNL and Chloe's birthday poster today was just the absolute clearest reflection of that.
0: I have to tell you, and I never thought that I would say this, like if you asked me five years ago what my favorite dynamic was in the entire family, I would never have said Kim and Chloe, but it has been consistently Kim and Chloe for probably the past year now because I just love watching it. It feels so, not only mutually supportive, I think that they're all supportive of one another, but it just feels so non-judgmental and like, this is such a weird word to use, but just happy, like almost drama free.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Also, I think they're probably both really leaning on each other right now and and this is something they've spoken about in the past where their relationships really with everybody in the family really depend on what they're going through and who they feel like they can relate to at the time based on what's going on in their lives. So, Chloe, I think it was recently said like, you know, obviously Courtney is in this very happy loving relationship, so if I'm talking about a breakup or talking about heartbreak, Courtney's not necessarily going to be the person that I'm going to. So for Chloe to kind of be in the midst of whatever is going on with her and Tristan that I feel like we still don't get hundred percent clarity on, and Kim to be going through the Kanye divorce, I think that what you're seeing is them really, really leaning on each other right now.
0: Yeah, totally. And and you know that happens with with all siblings, and I think just with all friends in general. Of course, when you're going through similar life events, that's going to draw you closer together. But with them, it just feels to be even more intensified. And like, I'm going to be totally honest with you. This is not something that I would have brought up if it wasn't so heavily discussed on social media and honestly, so heavily covered in our DMs. But like a lot of people are really, really focused on what they thought was a rather lackluster display of happiness from Chloe regarding Courtney's engagement and specifically contrasting that with the support she showed Kim on SNL, which I want to acknowledge that since people are thinking it, but to be totally honest with you, I didn't look into that for a second because I really think if her display seemed to be slightly muted, it was only because of what may have been going on with Scott and of course she wants to celebrate Courtney and she wants to give that her excitement, but also recognizing it was such a fragile state. And like, maybe she wants to hold off on pouring her heart out. Like I could be naive in this. I really do not think there's anything but happiness that she feels towards Courtney and Travis.
1: So I agree in the sense of, I don't think there's anything but absolute happiness towards the situation. I a hundred percent echo that statement. However, I would be lying if I said I didn't read into it a little bit and not just with Chloe. I actually, and I don't know if this is a hot take, I feel like the entire family's reaction was a little lacking. With the exception of Chris, you mean? Yeah. I mean, everyone was obviously so excited. Everyone was posting stories and obviously everyone was at the dinner. It didn't lack any sort of presence. But I feel like with the family you've seen in the past when big things happen, this really large outpouring of just palpable excitement. And it's not that they didn't have that. It just felt like for what the event was and what the reactions were, maybe it could have been a little bit more, a little bit more over the top. I don't know. I mean, it's not like I ever for one second felt like the family was anything but over the moon excited for them because I think they absolutely are. I just felt like, the reactions were a little bit more toned down than what I was expecting.
0: Okay. So I'm really having a hard time trying to picture what I think it would be if it was you know, somebody else. Like, okay, let's say Kylie and Travis got engaged, what that would have looked like, or Chloe and Tristan. I don't know. I don't necessarily have something to compare to in recent years because the most recent thing we have is obviously Kanye and Kim, and that was a totally different stratosphere. But I really think if we got the perception that it was a little muted, it was entirely because of Scott. And I've, I hope that everybody listening to this, listen to Monday's episode so that you really understood our sentiments around that. I don't mean that they can't have happiness for Courtney at all. Like I think 100% they can. I just think there's a very high potential that Scott was in a very, very fragile spot. And that's the reason they were maybe holding off a little. You could think that that's wrong or right, I don't know. I think that's what my gut's telling me.
1: I'm not sure. I don't know if it was, I don't even know if it was intentional and maybe you're right. Maybe it was a subconscious Scott in the back of their minds thing. I I really don't know. And like, I don't mean to make it sound like something was wrong because it's not. I it was just more observational and interesting. And, you know, when you have something built in your head based on what you think the family is like, and then- it falls short of what your expectations are. Even if it's not on purpose, even if it's for not a reason, it's just something you've built up in your head. It's like you question it, but there might not even be anything. They may have been posting exactly as they were to post.
0: Yeah. And also like, it's funny because every time we have this conversation and we get so into it, I always try to take myself a step back and I'm like, remember social media isn't real life. It's just that with the Kardashians, it kind of is. So I, would have to imagine you know they're at this dinner obviously Scott is not present at the dinner i would imagine in person it's over the top like chloe is over the moon she's so enthusiastic and maybe on social she's not pouring her heart out in that same way i'm going to i'm going to agree with you by the way i think it could be a subconscious scott thing not even necessarily intentionally
1: right i think if it wasn't for the way that kim snl was portrayed and highlighted and the family specifically chloe reacted to that I wouldn't have thought anything of it, but I think because of that fact, I'm like, okay, this is a little interesting to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, like I say, I, I always say this, I really do believe that RDMs are a pretty solid like barometer about that. And everybody has something to say. We got a lot of messages about that.
1: Yeah, I think th- I think the Kim SNL was the main, main contrasting point here.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just want to make it super clear, honest to God, like if you and I were having this conversation in private and we did, I said this to you yesterday, I really think they are nothing but over the moon. Like I don't think that any of this is a reflection of their actual feelings.
1: No, I don't at all. I think they are absolutely thrilled. I think we're just examining from a social media standpoint, which is always interesting to look at, but I don't think it's a reflection of any sort of hidden feeling. I think that they are so unbelievably happy for Courtney and Travis and for Travis to be a part of this family is something that I think they're over the moon about. So yeah, no, I don't think it's a reflection of their actual feelings. I just think it's an interesting thing to look at.
0: Also, we've said this before, but it's just so true. Yes. I think the majority of their excitement comes from a very selfless place because When you love somebody, you you want nothing more than to see them in a loving relationship if that's what they want and to see them happy. But also, Courtney is just factually a better person to be around when she's so happy. So like for all of their sakes as well, especially since they firsthand witnessed what it was like to be around Courtney when she was really going through it, which is not unique to her. We're all worse to be around when we're unhappy. Like I think they're happy for their sakes also.
1: Right. Totally. Yes. Yeah.
0: Also- Now that I'm looking at this, like this is probably the least text heavy outline we've ever had because so much of it is discussion. But I do want to get to the next bullet, which is Chloe was on Ellen. And the real takeaway here is that she said the Hulu show will premiere either end of January or beginning of February. So I think we had said we thought end of December, early January. So we were like about a month off.
1: I wish I could like hibernate like a bear and then come out when the show is on.
0: I know. Also, because we do
1: miss so much cold. I know. <laughs> was that not logical? No,
0: it was. I'm just laughing. To me, I was
1: like, okay, it'll drop below 40 degrees and then we'll wake up and we'll be like, oh, you know, it's it's February. It's kind of cold, but it's getting a little bit more manageable than than January. And Hanukkah's early this year, so we won't have to miss that. And Thank then God. the show will be on, and we'll like it, it'll be cold, but we'll be okay because we'll have the show to keep us warm.
0: And I didn't even tell you this. I finally was able to order the North Face puffer jacket today. What? The black, yeah. brown, or yellow? I I couldn't get the brown. I got it in black. I know I wanted the brown too, but I couldn't. And I honestly even tried for men's, and they didn't even have the men's in brown. I was going to get it smaller size. Wow. Yeah, I know. Sorry, total side note, but I wanted to tell you that anyway. So in addition to our hibernation, when we would come out we would be, I, I'll be wearing the black North Face jacket.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, who's we? Why are you gatekeeping the link?
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, let me send it over now. I'll send it over Is immediately. Is it actually
1: after. North Face link? Like it's up and like available right now? Where like, you, you're getting it through some backhand channels. No, it's, it's North Face. I mean, I I assume
0: that it's the same one. I don't know if it's exactly the one that we were talking about, but it's like the big puffer.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll talk about this after. I'll, I'll obviously order it as soon as we get off. Okay. <laughs> Can we keep this in? Yeah, we can. I just really want the brown and I'm a little upset about it. I know.
0: I honestly, t- sorry, I lost comment on this. I didn't look enough, hard enough for the brown, but I will
1: after this. Okay. 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 Let's refocus now, now that we've gotten that out of the way.
0: Okay. Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com, Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing and itchy nose due to allergies. So when you think about it, we're really not that far away by any means. And what I was talking to Isabel about yesterday was like, the feeling that we're gonna have when the first preview drops it's different than with any other season of keeping up because obviously you know you're always excited and we love watching that. But also we're analyzing it almost from like the perspective of a director just because we're curious how the actual show is going to be shot. you know, what's the style of filming? How does it compare to the other one? So even something as small as the opening credits, these are all factors that we wouldn't have necessarily considered before, but we're going to be super in tune with now.
1: It's funny. I you know we always joke about the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder, meme which I think has become one of like the greatest jokes and internet, you know, camaraderie moments whenever something Kardashian related happens. But it is funny in the sense of like, it did feel like a very mundane couple of months in Kardashian news. And then as soon as it was like, cameras are rolling for the Hulu show, it was like Kim SNL engagement, like all of these things happening. And it was like, you know what? I do think these things did just happen, but there is a part of me that really buys into that Chris Jenner works harder situation.
0: Like we always say, there's definitely a spectrum of how quote staged you think the Kardashians are. So some people think they do every single thing just for purposes of fame and drama and none of it is real. I think you and I are of the mindset of like everything is real, but yes, they definitely consider timing and all of it because if they're going to have an event, they may as well do it while the cameras are rolling. Like, I guess in its simplest form, why not monetize it if possible?
1: Right, which makes absolute sense. And, you know, for all of our sakes, thank God certain things are happening while these cameras are rolling or during the Hulu show. I'm just so looking forward to this airing and getting all of these behind the scenes things. And I think that this is the most excited I've been in a long time for a season of Kardashians to air. Even last season, we were so, so excited to see the Courtney and Scott dynamic play out. But by the time that it was airing, we knew that it wasn't a thing. We knew that we weren't about to watch them get back together because we knew what was happening with Travis. So, Or we knew that Scott was dating Amelia at the time. So it it wasn't like we were watching anything to find anything out. We were watching something and seeing some behind the scenes that we knew was never going to come to fruition. Now, we're getting the behind the scenes of things that we know are actually happening.
0: Right, right. You know you know those memes that are like, when somebody complains about my driving and it's like, but did you die? Right. That's how I feel with people criticizing Kardashians doing things specifically for frame. It's like, but are you not entertained? Like, okay, yeah, maybe Travis held off on the engagement until the Hulu cameras were rolling. Aren't you glad that you're going to be able to see that from all angles? <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Wait, we didn't even talk about this because you don't watch Beverly Hills, but last night was part two of the Real House of Beverly Hills reunion. And Lisa was talking about the Scott and Amelia breakup. And Andy asked her who initiated the breakup. And she was like, well, you're just going to have to read the press. And Amelia did, (laughs) which like, I know we knew it, but it was just confirmation. And he asked her directly, did the DM, meaning the Eunice, Scott DM contribute to that at all? And her exact words were like, well, definitely didn't help.
1: Isabel told me that last night because I texted her as soon as she had storied that thing about Harry Styles. And I was like, what do you mean Harry Styles watched all of Beverly Hills? And then she was telling me all about the Lisa stuff too.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, they asked specifically on the reunion, what did you think when you actually met him? Because she was so not a fan. Like, I know you don't watch the show, but in her confessional, she just didn't like it more so from the perspective of like a concerned mother that her 19-year-old daughter is dating you know, Scott Disick. And she said to Andy last night, like, When I met him all three times, he was very pleasant. There was nothing wrong with him in terms of how he interacted with us. It was more so just the idea. And then Andy asked Kyle, who's obviously best friends with Chris Jenner, was Chris at all upset with your comments? Because the entire season, Kyle was saying the same thing. Like she has to end it with him. And, you know, Kyle said that her and Chris never spoke about it, but she was like, how could she be mad? I wasn't saying anything negative about Scott. I was just saying like, as, the mother of daughters, I completely understand why Lisa wouldn't want this. Do
1: you think they actually never spoke about it?
0: I actually think they never spoke about it.
1: I I believe it because I think that she would have said it had they, but I can't imagine a scenario where it never would have come up.
0: Well, wait, let me be clear. I don't think that Amelia dating him Never came up. Like, I think there could have been a conversation about that. But Andy's question specifically was Did Chris ever talk to you about the fact that you were so negative about their relationship on the show? And she said, No, she never mentioned it. And like, that I think is accurate because it's kind of awkward, you know? Like, basically, what they were saying without saying it is like he has a really problematic dating history in the sense that he seemingly only goes for 19 and 20 year olds. To say that to Chris about someone who's basically her son, I could imagine there being some awkwardness there. Oh, absolutely.
1: I wonder if Lisa and Chris had any conversations. Do you know of that? I don't think they did, no. But they are friends, or friends at least. They're friendly, yeah. Like
0: Kyle is like literally one of Chris's best friends. I think that Lisa, they operate somewhat in the same circle, but it's not the same relationship at all.
1: That crossover is insane.
0: Well, that's what Isabel and I were saying on the episode if you are a, a diehard Kardashian fan, and I recognize that a lot of people that watch Bravo aren't, and you're watching the Beverly Hills reunion and all of a sudden they bring up the Scott and Eunice DM, like, that, like I said on the episode, that
1: is a Sweet Life, Zack and Cody, Hannah Montana crossover. Right. That's exactly it. I have to tell you, like, it's almost, I, I don't want to say it's crazier from my perspective of somebody who doesn't watch it like who doesn't watch Beverly Hills, but there was something about the getting the very peripheral information and kind of only hearing about it through clips and online that made me appreciate it a million times more than if I was actually watching it because I had the perspective like, wow, I could only imagine what this must be like for you, which which almost amplified it more than being you. <laughs>
0: I know well, that's, that's Isabel and I's like joke that we know it's good when it's something that you would get excited about.
1: Right. And I was so, it's funny that I haven't watched Beverly Hills this season actually, because everything about it is like a constant conversation. Like all I do is text Isabel about Kathy Hill and all I do is text Isabel about the, the Scott and Amelia relationship. And if they had spoken about it on the show, so it's weird that I was never like, let me just watch it for myself.
0: And also you're into the Erica stuff just from a legal perspective, because you're interested by it. Right. Yeah, no, I know it is very funny. Okay, let's talk about Shanna and the social media drama that is seemingly happening, yes?
1: I both would love to and
0: hate to. I know. It's kind of sad because obviously, as you guys know, Shanna is Travis's ex and the mother of both Atiana, Alabama, and Landon. And after Courtney and Travis's engagement, people noticed that there was a recent photo she had posted for Landon's 18th birthday and it was deleted. And they then realized that a recent photo she had posted of Alabama were also deleted. And you have to then scroll back to April of 2021 before any photos of the kids show up, which show that she deleted any photos of them on her grid from the last year. I don't know what that necessarily means, but it just feels a little bit bizarre, especially given the fact that she has been outwardly disapproving of this relationship.
1: Listen, It's not like she Instagrammed them so often that she went through and deleted multiple pictures. I think a lot of the content she posts on her page is of herself. So I don't know how many pictures of the kids were actually taken down, but definitely Landon's 18th birthday and a very recent one of Alabama. I can't say more than that was, but to even take those two things down after your ex and their father announces their new engagement and they express their support. I don't know how you do that.
0: Okay. So I want to remind everyone of May of this year, May, 2021, she did an interview with us weekly. And she said, this is a direct quote, quote, the Kardashians are buying my kids Prada every other day. They're going on lavish trips. They're doing all these things, which is fine. I think it's nice that they're being kind to my kids. I want that for my children. I don't think it's great when they put a wedge in between their biological mother. And then also just a few months ago, Alabama said, and I quote, my mom has never completely been in my life. Can you guys stop painting her out to be an amazing mom? Did your mom's ask to see you on mother's day? Because mine didn't I'm done keeping it a secret reality shows. So I guess I say all of that to say, I don't want to try to, you know, hypothesize as to what's going on here. I know it's really sensitive when it comes to mothers and their children, but we can say factually, it's not all hunky-dory in the words of Kathy Hilton. It's just not. I mean, Alabama and Landon are the first two to say that.
1: Right. And yeah, Alabama and Landon, it's kind of coming directly from them. It's not like any major assumptions are being made here. It's not like they've portrayed this very great relationship with their mom and we're breeding into things by looking at deleted Instagram posts. That's certainly not what's happening here. We also can't say for sure what the reason those posts were taken down were. But if we're putting everything together, it, it looks like, it very much looks like a situation that she's taking out her frustration on her kids.
0: Right, again, and that's just what it looks like. No one's saying that that's accurate, but that's what the optics look like. And I, I guess my question is, is it accurate to wonder if like, her specific frustration is the fact that the kids are so outwardly and publicly excited about Travis and Courtney's engagement and their relationship in general. Like, is that the source of the frustration or are other things going on behind the scenes? And I don't know. And I do, I would be lying if I said, I don't feel a little bit weird talking about it. Like, I feel less weird because they've all spoken about it publicly, but it just does feel like a little bit of a touchy subject, but I just don't have the best feeling is all I, I guess I feel comfortable saying.
1: No, certainly something is off. And that's just factual. I mean, again, we kind of were talking about this last week when we were saying or in the episode on Monday when we were saying that, you know, when Courtney didn't go to SNL and it was Landon's 18th birthday, there was an initial reaction, I think, and it was very much like a public reaction to Courtney not being at SNL, which was very much like, wow, you're going to miss your sister's like big night, like you're going to stay home And I think that really quickly changed with the understanding of like, well, A, the engagement, of course, and B, the kind of knowledge or the seeming knowledge we have about the relationship between the kids and their mom, between the kids and Shanna. And so to have the full scope of the situation and be able to look at Courtney saying to these kids, you know. I would never miss my own kid's birthday. I won't be missing yours. Like, I love you like you are my own kids. There is not a chance in the world that I would be anywhere other than that. I think that that is a huge deal and adds a huge amount of context to that situation and probably the situation between the kids and Shanna. See, you're right. It's very hard to hypothesize about what's going on in terms of a relationship between a kid and their mother. I don't think it's fair to say, but I think you're looking at something that just isn't 100% kosher and you're looking at kids who are very, very attached to Courtney and very thrilled about her joining the family. And I think that's just very telling in general.
0: So Mother's Day is coming up and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because... Realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply.
1: And also, these are just kids. Alabama is 15 years old. Landon just turned 18. That can't be lost in all of this. Like, these aren't adults that have a strained relationship with their mother that are talking about it. Like, not that that necessarily means anything, but I think to be so young and be dealing with this in front of the public eye, you have to remember that these are just children. No,
0: completely. And I think that that can often be forgotten in all of this, you know?
1: Totally. And I, and you know, even I've seen things in terms of you know, Alabama's comment section on TikTok, let's say. And this was kind of prior to what she had said on Mother's Day about Shanna not reaching out to see her or anything. But a lot of people in Alabama's comment section saying things about her relationship with her mom, blaming her for certain things. And it's like, this girl is 15. Regardless of what your opinions are about who's wrong or who's right in a situation between a child and their mother, you can't blame the kid.
0: No, 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 no. I remember you and I, very clearly speaking on that whenever it was a few months ago with like a a lot of anger actually, because they were really going through it. I mean, the thing about Travis's kids is that, you know, aside from being in the public eye and having a presence themselves, they're very expressive, you know, they, or what it seems to be. It's not only like they're just posting rather superficial content. They seem to be willing to kind of talk about what's going on. And so I think that, especially when a kid is willing to do that, to then almost use it against them in a way, it just, it's not right.
1: No, I so agree with you. I
0: also want to talk about the question that a lot of people are wondering, which is like, what is going to happen living arrangement wise with Courtney and Travis? And we were talking about this a few days ago in my apartment and we never really came to a conclusion because I, you know, one, both of their kids are at ages where they're still fully living in the house. And I know that, you know, having houses that feel like they're homes and that they're comfortable in are really important to both Courtney and Travis for their children. Also, we know how attached Courtney is to her home and there's so much sentimental value there, but also we can't really envision a world in which they aren't fully living together. So we had like a million different lists of possibilities in our minds and I don't think we ever landed on what we think is the actual answer.
1: No. My two things that I thought were either most likely them buying a house together. The only other thing that I could think is maybe them moving into Courtney's home.
0: Here's my question. We know for a fact, this is not us making up, we know for a fact that Courtney has a lot of sentimental attachment to her home, right? That's something she's spoken about. And you know, just every aspect of it, the design, the location, it's a place that is really much a home to her. Okay. Do you think that because of all of the years we've watched Keeping Up, we're more in tune to that with Courtney. And that could be equally the case with Travis, but we're not even aware of it because we've never really witnessed him expressing that. You know what I mean? Like, is our reaction that they would move in there just because we know the way Courtney feels about her home, but we don't really know the way Travis feels about his because technically he could have that same feeling towards his.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously we're assuming a lot of things based on that. And absolutely, Travis could be extremely attached to his home. I personally can't envision a scenario in which Courtney said, let's move into my house. I really want to stay there. My kids are really young. I don't want to move them. They already are going back and forth between my house and their father's house. I'd like to keep the stability. And Travis, who has older kids who are probably a little bit more adaptable to situations, wouldn't say, okay, let's do that. If that's what Courtney wanted.
0: I don't know. I can't imagine either of them selling their homes. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Also, let's not forget they apparently bought that Palm Springs home together, so they do, from what we think, own one piece of property together. And also, you know, it's so hard to evaluate this through what we would assume to be like the logical solution because once you have a certain amount of money, to have a property sitting there, even if you're not going to use it that frequently, is less of a thing. You know, I could see a world in which they're spending majority of the time at Courtney's house, but Travis keeps the house because. What's the maintenance to him and to allow, you know, the kids to still reside there is important to him. Like that's not that crazy for the level of wealth we're talking.
1: No, I don't think it's crazy. I just don't think it's logical and they seem very logical. If I had to guess though, I think that there's a very high chance of them saying like, let's combine our lives and let's build a house together from the ground up that we both love and we both feel attached to.
0: That's what I think. I Yeah if they're doing anything i think that's what it is
1: i think so too i think that's i think that's the most logical thing to do also
0: yeah but i personally don't think it's happening anytime soon but i could be wrong
1: no i mean it could be a very big project think about chris and chloe building their houses on the same compound that's been taking like years at this point mhm that was also cuz of the lawsuit though Yeah, of course. But still, I mean, I can't can't imagine anyone building a house in Calabasas where there isn't at least one lawsuit involved.
0: Yeah. It just seems like, you know, par for the course. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's one of my favorite things to wonder about just because there's so much unknown. So there's so much room for discussion. And if anybody has good theories or what they think, we'd love to hear about them. I, I absolutely love reading when people send those to us.
1: I also think just adding one more thing. If they do decide to have a baby together, I think it's an absolute no-brainer that they would buy a house together or build a house together.
0: Yes, that would change things for
1: sure. Definitely.
0: So the last thing we wanted to talk about was, as you guys know, on Monday's episode, we were saying how every single person that comes in contact with this family has to know that any event they're doing is going to be planned by Mindy Weiss. And if you watched Meet the Barkers, you know that she was helping to plan Travis's wedding to Shanna and they really did not get along. And so it was kind of more said in a joking manner, but like, she's presumably going to plan this wedding and how's that going to go down? And so Everybody was kind of curious about it. And then about a day or so after the engagement was announced, Mindy herself posted a behind the scenes photo kind of showing that she helped to plan the engagement, which one could assume by that, that she's going to plan the wedding. Not that there was ever a doubt in our minds. But then when Travis and Courtney posted the official photos and we posted it on CBC, we made the caption like you up at Mindy Weiss. And she commented on our photo, the tea emoji and the kissy face. So that's all the confirmation I need.
1: I can't tell you how relieved I am for Mindy and Travis to have made up.
0: I know. It was not like, It was never going to not happen though. Like I said, they're not going to go back to Sharon Sachs because Travis and Shanna couldn't get their shit together.
1: I wasn't actually concerned. I knew there wasn't a way in the world that Mindy wouldn't be planning this and that Travis and Mindy wouldn't have put whatever happened in the past behind them. It was just the sheer joke of that being something looming over this wedding was somehow hilarious to me.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. If you read some of the comments on our post, like they're clearly people that don't listen to the podcast or I guess don't even know that we have a podcast. And they were like, wow, they made this caption. They probably have never seen Meet the Barkers. And it's like, if you only knew that we had the most intensive discussion about that exact thing. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. It's so funny. But it also is so funny to me that people remember that from Meet the Barkers having not listened to the podcast.
0: Well, it's funny to me because, as you guys know, we pretty much never promote the podcast in our grid. Like we only do it in the stories. I think in the entire time of having one, we've maybe done that two or three times tops. And one, it's because we don't want to mess up the format of comments, but also, like, to be totally transparent with you, I kind of like the slower growth. I think that sometimes with super rapid growth and like, viral potential that you get, I don't want to say the wrong audience, but I want people that just like want to be here. And so there's a part of me that when I read those comments, like my first first instinct is like, fuck, I wish we could just make the caption something about the podcast and then everybody would get our discussion. But then I'm like, you know what? Absolutely not. I'd rather have people think that we don't know what we're talking about. I, I can handle that.
1: They'll find in their own time.
0: Right, they'll find it in their own time. If they end up getting here, I hope they found their people. Because if you knew about that, Meet the Barker Mindy Weiss feud, this you'd love it here.
1: Yeah, you would literally love it here.
0: Right, like I, I wish I could individually message all of those people and be like, "By the way, I saw you commented this. Just wanted to see."
1: <laughs> I know. Also, on a completely separate note, just going back to Travis and Courtney in general, did you see the TikTok today that was like the throwback video of Travis being asked on a red carpet interview? like if there was something going on between him and Courtney years ago. And he was like, oh no, that's so funny. She's just a very dear friend. And then it was like cut with audio of like, what a lie, what a lie, what a lie. And it's him proposing. I was like, that is absolutely one of the craziest things I've ever seen.
0: I know. And the fact that they have that, that's the thing about being famous. You have so many of these moments documented that you can go back and and look
1: at. I wonder if that's like such a constant joke for them, like in their relationship of like, oh no, we're just friends. Or like, you thought we were just friends.
0: Well, again, the fucking question that I want to know more than anything in the entire world, when he answered that question years ago on the red carpet, did he have a thought in the back of his mind? Like, That's what we need to know. I know I said it on Monday, but how much of this was
1: always somewhere in the back of their minds? I don't know. We'll get that answer eventually. I really do think so. I can't believe no one has directly asked them that yet because it doesn't seem like a question either of them would want to avoid. Maybe they don't realize how invested we are in that once s- in the details of the switch, but I think eventually we'll get that answer.
0: My thing is like I'm sure that somebody will ask that question and they will answer it, but I just want to ask it in such a specific way. You know what I mean? Like Right. I, I want to be the one for us to just like sit there and, and and really dissect it. I know it's a dream, but you know what? It's good to speak in those terms. I think that that's how you manifest things. I, I know it is. <laughs> is there anything else you want to mention?
1: No, but I love this episode.
0: I'm so happy it worked you guys for an hour and a half. We couldn't get my Wi-Fi to work and it finally did and I'm just so grateful.
1: I'm so goddamn relieved. We have to get back in a studio, Julie. I don't even don't even. <laughs> Okay. Well, we love you guys so much.
0: We will see you next week. And thanks for letting us do this. We feel really lucky. Let's talk about baby making for a second, because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be. Meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Frida Fertility. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the Conception Aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Frida Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.